What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Todd Pie Guy. And listen, make sure that you tap in and subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to the THC Media Network for all other podcasts and shows that are available on our network. And turn on those notification bells, all right? Hit that subscribe button. Stop playing. What's going on, everybody? And welcome, 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 welcome back to another edition, another installment, another mother-freaking episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Drop a bottle. You know what I'm saying? Drop another one. We need all of that. We need all of that, man. We need all of that. Welcome, everybody, to another edition, another installment, another episode of the Grinded Out Show with your boy, uh, Tyler Pie Guy, hosted by your boy, Tyler Pie Guy. We are here for another week. Um, this is your favorite sports show hosted by a common fan, man, where we talk basketball and some others in between. So I want to welcome everybody to the show. Um, if you, if this is your first time tapping in with, uh, the grinded out show, we appreciate you. Thank you to our returning subscribers. Thank you to our, um, subscribers that, are new to the channel and that are new to the podcast we appreciate you thank you for following the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts via audio and thank you for subscribing to the thc media network where you can find this as well um and watch the full episode so i appreciate everybody that continues to support uh the podcast network and all the podcasts that we have going on all right so before we get into everything be sure to follow us on the grams and on the books on the facebooks and on the instagrams all right we are on instagram at double underscore grinded out and on facebook at the grinded out show all right listen we not don't have we don't have a long show today right but we do have a show um last night um well we're recording friday right so so last night we did a a a, a you know kind of a grinded out after dark if you want to say uh because you know, GSW has now their it's it's they have another title in the books, you know, and and we got to talk about it. Uh, we got to go a little bit more in depth about it. We want to discuss it. Um, we have some other things to talk about. Um, but let's just get right. Let's just get straight into it. Um, your 2021 2022 NBA champions uh, the Golden State Warriors, everybody. Um, give them a hand clap. Um, monumentous occasion uh, for what the Golden State Warriors had to endure these last two to three years. We gave a mini history lesson on our live about it. If you remember 2015, that's when the sprouting of the Golden State Warriors, the first, you know, dynasty came alive, right? That is that is where, you know, Steph and Clay and Dre, that's where they found their footing in the LeBron era. And um what a what a great run it was. Five years, three championships, you know, five Western Conference finals. I mean five Western Conference, you know, championship wins. I, 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 and, and sometimes, you know, I feel like people don't, you know, credit the, the conference championship wins. Like I know the finals are definitely important, but it's those conference championship wins because not only are you trying to get to the finals, you're trying to get to the, 
see who's the best two in the conference, let alone the best two in the league, right? Um, and there can be made cases every year about who's the best in this conference and that conference. But when it gets down to the nitty gritty, who is the best in those conferences? And for Golden State to be six out of eight years, the best, okay? Because that's what winning the Western Conference Championship means, first of all. Six out of eight times you've been deemed the best in the West. Six out of eight. Now, take those six NBA Finals appearances and you've won four of them. So in eight years of the trifecta, the big three of Golden State, when it came to Steph, Clay, and Dre, they're starting a new dynasty now. Stephen Curry finally gets his MVP award. I felt like he should have won it in 2015, but because Iggy was locking down LeBron so good and playing so well, he got it. Well-deserved as well. But, you know, Stephen Curry still played like he was playing. And let's not get it twisted. When KD got to the Warriors, Stephen Curry was still playing at an elite level. Did he mess up a couple times? Absolutely. But now he's here. He's at the precipice again after injuries, after Clay goes down, after Dre goes down, after 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 the reconfiguration of the team. And now we're here. Three years and another championship. Do you know how many? T- do you, listen, and I'm a, and, and again, I'm a Detroit sports lover. Do you know how many times we have reconstructed our team? <laughs> Like, Golden State has such a great organization in which they hear all the noise, they hear all the chatter from the us, you know, the medias, the new medias, the old medias, right? They hear from us the chatter boxes and everything like that. They hear us. But one thing that I love about Golden State is that they, it, it, it never lets, the chatter doesn't let them, uh, or it doesn't let, it doesn't, the, the, the chatter doesn't deter them from their ultimate goal, which is getting back to here, in which they did. And as I said on 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 um on Thursday's live, this is Steph Curry's team now. Steph Curry proved that in these finals and in these playoffs. So many guys showed up and showed out during these playoffs and during these finals. Andrew Wiggins needs a bag. <laughs> Jordan Poole needs a bag. (laughs) I'm like, oh, man. And then, again, if they keep this squad, which I believe they are, you have the Kamingas and the Moonies in the back who they're rookies. They've given some minutes to this, this playoff run. They're rookies. So do I smell another dynasty coming? Maybe. Draymond Green played the best game of this playoffs, of his playoff run in that game six. 12 points, 12 to 13 rebounds, 8 to 9 assists. Yeah, he didn't want his mama sitting here tweeting, yeah, I know you ain't playing. Because, again, as I said on Thursday, 
anybody who's from Michigan, lived in Michigan during the time that Draymond was playing for state, he was great. We're not saying he was, you know, big name, top 10. Well, he was, though. But he, you know, he didn't have the F, the, the, the skill set of a Michael or, you know, a big, big time college player, but he was great at what he did. And that's all what we were saying. His mama and me included, for real. You know you play better than this. You know you play better than what you've been playing. Here's how I know he's been playing. Here's how I know he played so much better in game six than in any other game in this playoffs. There was one shot, okay? I believe it was in the fourth, uh, the first quarter, right? He's in the post, okay? He's in the post. Oh, I mean, ain't no, nobody's really in there for real. I mean... Uh, Robert Williams is probably about seven, eight feet away. So he has space. Steph passes him the ball. Usually, if Draymond gets the ball in the post, he's not hitting a floater, a floater layup like we know he can make off the backboard into the basket, and we got two points on the board. He's been missing those a lot of the times. Not missing them out of just not uh, of shooting and missing, but he's been passing up the ball. You understand what I'm saying? When you have an open look, I've been saying that since I've been doing the show, right? Since the playoffs has been going, he's been missing a lot of open layups and a lot of open jumpers. Game six, though, he shut us all up. And I thank you for it. Shut me up so I can shut up and see what you got going. I'm like, thank you, Dre. Dre was all over rebounds. Um, Steve, like, listen, Gary Payton Jr. about to get it back. He was all over, folks. And when Steph called him the tallest six three guy ever, when he dunked, I said, God damn, that nigga got some height. So this team right here that's 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 being morphed. This team right here is being morphed into the next dynasty. And I'm not saying that they um um that they probably will get back, but I, 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 well, yes, I did on Thursday. I did say that. I actually said that Clay may be looking to get his first Finals MVP come next year. Clay's going to be a hundred percent healthy. Dre's going to be a hundred percent healthy. Clay, Steph's going to be a hundred percent healthy. These are champs, and they are looking at a new era where they're like, okay, we got to put our stamp on this. I believe. If the stats, if I looked at the stats right, this is the winningest big three in all of NBA right now when it comes to them. Next to Jordan, uh, no, 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 no. Right. The most winning is big three consistently together. They have not switched. Nobody has moved. And again, to the narrative, if Steph Curry is a top 10, he better be in the conversation now. The man has re- revolutionized the way we play the game because 10, 20 years ago, not nan niggas was shooting threes out the living room like this. <laughs> Nigga, you were supposed to shoot a jump shot and that's it. Only three-point specialists. If y'all remember only even 2K, they had three-point specialists. They don't have those now. If you shoot the three, you shoot the three. If you're good, you're good. 
He's revolutionized the way we play the game, literally, not just not just on the court, but actually how we play it on the actual game. And everybody that's been sitting here saying, oh, well, he's not top 10 because he doesn't have an MVP or a finals MVP. What do you say now? And they've been saying that all, all night last night, right? All night of the, 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 the um, celebration of the NBA finals. Steph, Clay, Dre, what do you – they're all saying, what do you say now? And I, agree, and I totally agree. What do you say about Steph now? Oh, he's too small. Well, he be LeBron with KD, without KD, and he's got another one in LeBron's era still. So what do you say? He has just as many – in a less shorter amount of time. I'm not saying LeBron ain't great. He's transcendent. But let's not forget about this, this, this little 6'3 guy over here who shot the lights out and made everybody from coaching staffs to owners have to change up the way you have to defend a Stephen Curry or even a Stephen Curry-esque-like player now. Do you hear what I'm saying? This man is transcendent. People are shooting out the gym. Your kids who want to play basketball are not saying Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. What are they saying? They are saying Stephen fucking Curry because they can shoot the three and it's now considered a fucking jump shot. So to the haters out there, to the people that are so ready to put the narrative out there, there is nothing that you can say. Oh, he's not clutch. Well, he gave you four. Count them. Four closing layups. No threes. Closing layups. Getting past the Al Horfers of the world, the Marcus Smarts of the world, who is actually the defensive player of the year, I might add. He got past them. And in clutch in a clutch moment, he got it. So what are you going to say now? Hmm? To all the old heads out there, who don't like to change their position, what do you have to say now about Steph Curry? Oh, he need to get a second envy. Shut up. Shut up. What I feel about a lot of old heads, and we're about to go to our next topic, what I feel about a lot of old heads when they're going to talk about this topic later today and the rest of the week is they're going to find something to try to compare him to Joe. Once you start comparing to Jordan, we won the argument. Because a long time, for a long time of y'all's, the argument was you could never compare him to the likes of Jordan. Well, that's a lie now. I was already comparing him to. This only just solidified and put a stamp on what a lot of us have been saying. Steph Curry is that dude. He's Chef Curry for a fucking reason. He can hit a shot from the logo and get it back up court. Where do we talk? All right. Again, shout out to Golden State. Y'all deserve it. A lot of people are about to get bags. Um, Money's about to be flowing. The drinks are about to be popping. Babies are about to be made. Listen, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Listen, everything cures Everything when you win. You feel what I'm saying? So shout out again to the Golden State uh, Warriors. But that also leaves us with 
The disappointment of the losing squad, the Boston Celtics. Um, now, I personally chose Boston in seven because I really believed it was Jason Tatum's time. Um, and that's no disrespect to the Golden State Warriors because obviously they played, you know, like they needed to play. Um, however, Jason Tatum, again, um, you didn't show up, bro. Um, and I want to just bring up the stat sheet really quick because you didn't even you could tell kind of Jason was out of it after like the second quarter, right? Um, maybe that's just me, and maybe that's just what I saw. Uh, but I could tell after the first quarter of aggressiveness, in a sense, um, that was done. Here's the thing. Jason Tatum had 13 points in game six. 13 points. Jalen Brown had just as many points as Steph Curry. So they canceled each other out. Who has next? You had Robert Williams with 10 points. You had Al Horford with 19 points. Marcus Smart, where were you? Grant Williams, where were you? And again, I'm looking at their bench right now. Their bench literally gave them five points. Pritchard, Hauser, Morgan, Derek White. Five points. While on the Warriors' side, Kevon Looney. Gives you seven rebounds. Jordan Poole off the bench gives you 15. Gary Payton off the bench gives you six, two, three, and four in steals, right? Like Jason Tatum, you damn near was on par with Klay Thompson. And Klay Thompson had a bad game. I was looking for a game six Clay. So I'm thinking, like, okay, if y'all keeping game six Clay down, y'all can again win this damn game. <laughs> And again, you had the chance. Again, Jalen Brown came out 34-7-3. If Jason Tatum gets at least 12 to 15 more points, let's say if Jason if, if Jalen Brown gets his 34 and Jason and Jason Tatum gets 28 to 30 points, they win the fucking game, man. They win the game. And we're going back to Golden State for game seven. You gave us 13, bro. You played 40 minutes. 13? You can, I'm, I'm sorry, this may sound harsh when I say it, but you cannot put on the Mamba Mentality Band and only give 13 in your house in a game six Game seven, sit you fucking waste. You can't do it. And you only put up 13. You can lose, you can lose. But don't put up 13 and a loss. This huge, bro. Come on. And you're the main one complaining to the fucking... Re It was really some prima donna ass shit, like for real. Excuse me for saying that shit, but it really felt like prima donna ass shit. Why are you complaining to the refs all the fucking time? 
Oh, because he hit me. Shut your ass up and get the fuck down the goddamn court. Yo, you, the, the camera panning Udoka when, when Jason Tatum starts to complain, Udoka's like, what are you doing? Steph and those four other guys are up and you're complaining. Why? This is basketball. Professional basketball. What are you complaining to the rest for? This is the NBA Finals. This ain't the Eastern Conference Finals. This ain't the playoffs. This ain't the semis. This ain't the play-in. This ain't the regular season. And here's the thing. Everybody's going to say, well, Jason Tatum is a kid. He's, he, he's a kid. He's a kid. Stop. Because, yes, he's young. But he's been here before. Four times in the Eastern Conference Finals. And now you get over the hump. You have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to shut up everybody. Shut all your uh, your haters and your doubters wrong. And come out guns blazing. I said on Monday's live that he was going to have to come out with a 40-50 piece to win this game. And you gave me 13. 13? When they look back at this game, they don't be like, well, who's better, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? I bet you that's the narrative that's going to spin around. You gave us 13 points, Jay. 13? Come on, man. I was hurt. I was more sick there. I said 13 points. That's what you did. <sighs> so where does Boston go from here? Um, Honestly, I don't know, y'all. Um, uh, You know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I believe, are staying with the uh, staying. Um, I hope that they can probably keep their uh, same core maybe, but they need a point guard. Um, and I, I believe in that old school quintessential floor general um, that can get you to your spots like a Chris Paul. You need somebody like that, like a Steph Curry who can, or somebody like Steph Curry who can generate so much attention that I can pass the ball off and somebody make a play. Something of that sort. Somebody who can thread the needle. Somebody who can assist well. Somebody whose eyes are locked in at all points. Somebody. Because Marcus Smart and ISO balls are not going to do it. The ISOs are not going to do it. Y'all tried it too much uh, 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 in game six. Y'all tried it too much. And it really showed your weakness in I don't have a leader right now. For me and to me, because Al Horford has been, um, is the oldest and the general of the, of the team, I don't give a damn if Jason Tatum is the best player on the court or on the team. You're not being a leader. In that moment, you're not. Jalen Brown had to step up. 
But hell, he was still looking for you. You gave us nothing. I was more sick about that. It wasn't a part about y'all losing. There was there was there was feelings that you could have lost tonight. But I think because it just felt like y'all got defeated very early. And the sense of urgency that y'all came out with in the first quarter did not transcend well into the second to fourth quarters. Um, it was a tragic loss. So I I hope Boston can, you know, get some get a a, a point guard who knows the floor, who can get up some easy buckets, maybe 15 or 20. Um, and, yeah, try to figure out this roster change. You, you're definitely keeping Robert Williams. You better not get rid of that nigga. Oh, my God, he played his finals off, even in the loss. That's my MVP of the Boston Celtics, Robert fucking Williams. God damn, that man can play. And on a bu- – See now, now y'all get me mad. I'm I'm more mad for Robert Williams right now because in my mind we had the opportunity to win this 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 whole series for real for real. On my bum knee, I'm blocking at least four to five shots a game in this series, and I'm putting up ten, and I'm trying to get y'all rebounds, and I'm and you give me thirteen. I love you, JT, but you gave me thirteen. I was three points away from your average on game six. What? All right. Thanks. Yeah, Boston. Um, hope you get it together, man. I I, I really do. Um, I hope you keep your core. But again, like I said on Thursday, things are going to get harder. It's going to get harder for Golden State. It's going to get harder for Boston. It's going to get harder for everybody. Everybody's going to come looking guns blazing. The NBA is getting more exciting. Trades are happening. Things are happening. People are putting things in place so they can not only be a playoff team, but try to be a championship contending team. Hell, even the Lakers are trying to do something. So everything is going to get harder, and you cannot expect to get back here next year. In my mind, this is this is your this is your only time. Don't waste it. So, shout out to Boston again. They had a great year. Um, number one in in the in the uh, in the East. They proved they were the best in the East. Um, came up a little short in the finals, but again, Jason Tatum can grow into a superstar. He has championship level caliber potential. He just needs to be a dog. He was giving me very much puppy vibes. He needs to get he needs to give dog vibes. Jalen Brown, he's he played more dog like than than Jason Tatum in Game Six. But they both need to play more aggressively, bulk up in the gym a little bit, and play more aggressively. You feel what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's what it needs to be. And you know, we we would love to see them back in the finals, but. It, it's going to be it's it's going to be hard in the East. Got Giannis coming back, Chris Middleton coming back, all of them boys coming back. So, hey man, we'll see what happens next season, man. But great season for everybody. Congratulations to Golden State Warriors again um, on winning the uh, 2021-2022 NBA championship. So, let's get into some more NBA talk really quick. Um, Rasheed Wallace, my man's, my guy. <laughs> You feel me, Rashid? 
What's going on, everybody? Taking a moment from the show to talk to you about one of our other shows that you got to you have to tap into um, the R&B and Chill podcast. Now, this podcast right here is probably one of my favorite podcasts to host and produce right now. Um, just because I love R&B music and for all the R&B lovers, I think you will like this podcast as well. We do versus battles, uh, head to heads. We do, um, tribute episodes, uh, past, present and future. And we have artist spotlight episodes as well, um, to really tap in with local, um, statewide and national artists who are out here killing the R&B game. So tap in Right now, the link is in our bio, thcmedianetwork.com forward slash podcast shows, where you can tap into the R&B and Chill podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts from on all audio, professional, and podcast platforms. All right. Love you. Peace, love, and hair grease. Now, let's get back into the show. Pistons legend, one of the best trash talkers in the game. You feel me? Um, is now a part of the L.A. Lakers coaching staff. And uh, Darvin Ham, who was a former player himself, is the coach of the Lakers. And so with this new kind of tag team with Darvin Ham and um, Rasheed Wallace, I don't believe a Russell Westbrook, a LeBron James, an AD, or anybody else who has an ego on that team talks back to them because they will fucking fight you in the room. These are two men, especially Rasheed Wallace, who he come from a he come from the Detroit Pistons, Bad Boys Pistons Part Two. We ain't play that shit. He ain't play that shit. So I definitely see. Um, again, it's the coaching staff for me. It's the it's the it's the men that's going to take that's going to hold these superstars or players who have superstar caliber uh, uh, elite talent to accountability and say listen I don't give a damn who the fuck you are I'm a champion some of y'all are not I don't give a fuck about your stats update your fucking resume because the season is over we're here now it's time for updated resumes you understand what I'm saying it's time for updated resumes so do I believe Russell Westbrook is going to give that same kind of lackadaisical energy that he did last season, this next season? No. Because I believe Darvin Ham and Rasheed Wallace ain't going to play that bullshit. They ain't going to play that. I believe that's, that's going to give them the hopes to probably win another one. But now you got Golden State. Mm. so um this is exciting i believe this is going to be a, a a great coaching matchup and it's going to be interesting to see the dynamic between the coaches and the players when it comes to the la lakers so shout out to them for getting rasheed wallace shout out to rasheed wallace for getting that job <laughs> we love you rasheed we love you og uh last story on the docket before we get out of here um now as as some of you know, but most of you don't. Um, been a wrestling fan for like 20 plus years, right? And, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers 
Um, or some of my favorite wrestlers of all time, just in no order. Undertaker, um, Edge, uh, Randy Orton. Um, who are we talking about? Rey Mysterio, um, Mr. Kennedy when he was when he was going, um, which is probably one of the few people in WWE who got screwed out of a world title and had probably one of the best gimmicks WWE has ever made for real uh but one of my favorite most exciting players of all um excuse me players wrestlers of all time has been jeff hardy i've probably watched jeff hardy's career maybe two or three years after he got into the wwe for real pink hair you know hardy boys and all of that good stuff you know all of that good shit you know him jumping off of ladders and shit like that european titles hardcore titles like yeah this this man was dope and so watching him all through you know basically my my teen years and everything like he was cool as hell you know i remember when he won the wwe championship against triple h and randy or um edge excuse me at unforgiven in 2008 like that was dope as hell that was a that was a moment like every jeff hardy fan was happy as hell that was a moment we were like finally he got the fucking shot and he got the title man he was like bro he deserves it you know what i'm saying because he's been such a big player during that time in wwe but then he you know lost it very early and you know then he got the world heavyweight championship it was like hell yeah you know what i'm saying and even when he left WWE, I follow him in TNA when, you know, he became the TNA World Heavyweight Champion and everything like that. And um, the the common problem that has been Jeff Hardy, it's been his substance abuse um, and his substance and his drug abuse. And one thing I can't understand, I just it, it, it cannot I, my mind cannot wrap it around this at all wwe has tried to help you when you were going through substance abuse problems tna and sting tried to help you when you were going through your substance abuse problems and and during that run you became world champion you were on the top of the world and you had the most embarrassing match that i've ever seen Versus one of my favorite wrestlers in Sting. Like you have two of my favorite wrestlers of all time in Jeff Hardy and Sting. And you that match was not even a minute. 30 seconds because he was so fucking high and so fucking inebriated that everybody saw it in his face. And we're like, oh, fuck. This was a big match. for T- I remember that shit. I was watching it online. That was a big match, and it and it just failed, completely flopped. And now we're here again, right? AEW, Jeff Hardy was in WWE for a minute. He got released. Now he's in AEW with Matt, right? He's doing all these ladder tricks and shit like that off the top of the ladder, yada, 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 doing the shit that he was doing 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, right? And it was reported that Jeff Hardy not on, uh, got into a car accident um, and um, was under the influence of alcohol and drugs. Again, 
And AEW released a statement saying basically, you know, he's suspended without pay. We're going to help him, you know, during this time. And you know what? I'm pretty sick of it, Jeff Hardy. Um, call me what you want. Call me, you know, well, you're supposed to give grace and everything like that. As a Jeff Hardy stand, not just a fan, as a stand, I've given grace to Jeff Hardy for over fucking 15 to 20 years now. I'm through. WWE is giving you grace. TNA is giving you grace. AEW is giving you grace right now. Every wrestling promotion that you have literally tapped your shoes in has given you grace during this time of your substance abuse. And after 30 years, you still can't get it together, bro. You still can't get it to fucking gather. So something has to change. And it ain't nobody else. It ain't Matt. It ain't your wife. It's you, bro. You are hurting yourself. You have been hurting yourself for years. Putting not only your family's life in danger, but your own. And low-key, Matt Hardy has been the voice of reason every time some shit like this happens. And this is why I love Matt Hardy. Because Matt Hardy always comes to his brother's defense every time. But I know Matt Hardy's in the back like, you fucking idiot. Jeff, if you know you having back pains from doing fucking swan time bombs off the fucking ladder at the age of 40-something, knowing that you can't do that anymore, but you're trying to make ratings and shit, I get it. The rush of being back in the ring and everything like that, bro, that's your livelihood. That's all you know. I understand. But if that is going to continue to keep you down a path of darkness, unsobriety, and foolishness, then you're going to lose. And you're going to continue to lose you're gonna lose everything you're gonna lose your relationship with your brother you're gonna lose a relationship with your kids and you're gonna lose a relationship with your wife and your family you are jeopardizing not only your career again but your family again how many times is your family supposed to bail you out how many times is your brother supposed to bail you out how many times is your wife supposed to bail you out i know she said to death do what's part but nigga i know she's getting fed up as fucking well how many times, Jeff? How many? And don't tell me I'm on a path to... No. How many times is it going to take before you learn? And this just doesn't go to Jeff Hart. This goes to a lot of you who are out here thinking that you can do it at the age that you're doing it. When your body is telling you to sit the fuck down. Bro, there's a pattern here, Jeff. Every time you start going in and going going to, to wrestling, you start to use. You start to get back in that darkness, that place. Wrestling is all you know. That's how you make a check. Well, you can't do that if you're sitting here getting high getting drunk, 
having DUIs, all that shit. You can't do that. And it was a post, and don't kill the messenger, because it was a post that I posted up on our our, our Instagram. Jeff Hardy's the Triple Crown mugshot champion. He's had a mugshot in WWE, TNA, and AEW. You're the first superstar to ever do that, Jeff. And I'm not saying that to sit here and be mean. I'm saying that to sit here and say that it's sad as fuck. And it makes me upset. Because I'm like, oh, I'm seeing my favorite wrestler again wrestle. Possibly maybe get another world championship. Because all my favorite wrestlers are coming out of retirement. Edge, Randy Orton. I mean, Randy Orton really hasn't come out of retirement, but he's still beasting. Right? He might he might have to have a back surgery too. So, you know, sending love and condolences to him. But uh love and light energy, excuse me. But I see, you know, the Undertaker retiring. So, you know, you 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 got Jeff Hardy coming back. I'm like, man, he, you know, he about to do some shit. You can tell his body's not the way it was. And it's not supposed to be. Right? You're four years old. It's not supposed to do what he used to do at twenty years old, bro. Period. I'm not saying you can't wrestle anymore. I'm not saying you can't do it anymore. Hell, I can't even say I'm not even saying you can't do it at an elite level anymore. But you have to figure out and uh, understand what your body can and cannot take. And obviously, it can't take the shit that you were doing 20 years ago, Jeff. And now you're putting your body, your mind, your spirit, your family, and your friends through this again. How many times is enough enough? Mr. Hardy. I hope somebody sends him a clip of this because I, I really want him to hear this. I really want him to, 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 to hear this part because I don't know if somebody's talking to him in his ear. I don't know if somebody's really giving it to th- that accountability. Like, I hope nobody's just rubbing his head like, oh, my God, are you OK? Are you OK? Like, no. Slap the shit out of him. Beat his ass real quick. Because obviously it's not getting through your fucking head that you need to get it to fucking gather, Jeff. You have ample team time. And I know I said that word wrong. You have ample team. Okay? <laughs> You've had enough time. 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 To get your shit together. And don't tell me, well, you, 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 you're not supposed to do that. You, you're not supposed to judge. I'm not judging. There's no judgment here. But you had time, bro. What's the excuse? What is the, what, that's the problem. And that's the question. What is the excuse going to be now, Jeff? That you are in this position, in this situation again for the multiple umpteen time. What do you do? What's the excuse now? Because honestly, I'm tired of them. And to anybody else who makes excuses during this time, I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear it. It's the truth. I want to hear the truth that you probably need to sit your ass down, retire, find something of another position within WWE, the PC, development, something that's going to pay you, keep you sober or whatnot. Because obviously getting back in the ring keeps you non-sober and that's where we don't need you to be excuse me 
So I'm praying for Jeff, for real. I'm praying for Jeff, and I want him to get better. But at the end of the day, he did it to himself again. And it's sick, and it sucks. For wrestling fans who love Jeff Hardy, it's just like, another one? All right, well, thanks, Jeff. All right, y'all, we are out of here. Y'all be good, stay easy, stay breezy. Uh, Be sure, again, to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to tap in with us on the THC Media Network. We are on Twitter and on uh, YouTube and on TikTok now. So tap in with us on TikTok, um, THC Media on TikTok and on Instagram. You can also uh, follow us on uh, YouTube, the THC Media Network. Hit that subscribe button, 214 subscribers. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to y'all. Hand clap. Hand clap for y'all. We appreciate you. Um, and episode four is in the can, so we 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 really we really really appreciate you guys. So thank you for um, just your patience and rocking with us uh, through this kind of woo time, right? I'm I, in a sense I'm doing a lot, you know, um, up and down with everything. So I appreciate everybody for listening, tuning in, commenting, engaging. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll be back next week with another episode. Be good. Peace, love, and hair grease has been another one. And we're out. Peace, love.